Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Hello, Eat More Barbecue family, and thank you for tuning into episode number 138 of Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. A few months back, I reached out to my fellow Alberta Podcast Network podcasters about recording short promo spots for the APN Spotlight segment I've added to the show the first week of every month. Today's guest replied that she'd love to come on the show, but to actually talk barbecue. Turns out that while she now calls Edmonton home, she is originally from Kansas City, Missouri, and has a deep appreciation for barbecue. John Lowther joins me this week to talk KC Barbecue and also her podcast, Life with Dementia. Thinking of starting a podcast to help build your business's brand but don't know how to get started? Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production. Contact us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com for more information. This segment is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you are choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Welcome back, everybody, another episode of the podcast, and uh, have a fellow podcaster with me here from the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, when I reached out to the fellow podcast members about uh, coming on to do uh, spots for the first week of the month, uh, APN Spotlight, Jonna reached out and said she would love to come on, but she wanted to talk barbecue. Uh, she's a Kansas City uh, native, and uh, welcome to the show, Jonna from uh, Life with Dementia. How are you doing? I'm good. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me here. This is great. Thanks for uh, taking some time out of your day. I know you had some running around and appointments and all the rest, so glad uh, glad we could make it work. So. Yeah, me too. Yes. So the first question I've been asking everybody lately is, what does barbecue mean to you? Mm, it means soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. It means home. It means friends. It means all things good in my mind. Awesome. That's a great answer. Uh, now you're from Kansas City, living in Edmonton now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so talk about uh, kind of growing up in Kansas City, your earliest barbecue memories. Oh, that's a great question. I hadn't thought about that one. Um, well, first of all, I'll just get out of the way that Kansas City isn't only in Kansas. Because yes. everyone always thinks Kansas City. Yes, yeah, so you're, you're Kansas, Kansas City, right? Missouri. You, you, you were specific about that when you texted. Yeah, <laughs> and not that it really, like, I'm not actually a, a big border border dispute native or anything of the sorts mm -hmm. but um we kansas city proper actually spans both states right? right um and i am from kansas city missouri and i actually grew up in the suburbs of kansas city missouri much like edmonton has lots of suburbs around sure. like st albert and you know sherwood park mm -hmm. and all of those wonderful suburbs i grew up in a suburb of kansas city on uh, north on the north end of kansas city 
Um, but my earliest memory of barbecue, gosh, I, you know, I, I just remember family gatherings being outside in the summer heat and the grills smoking mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that's so I, I can't say I remember exactly the first barbecue I ate, mm-hmm. but gathering around, sure. you know, an outdoor barbecue grill mm-hmm. uh, for, for family gatherings is certainly an early memory that I have. Um, I love meat. I am a carnivore. Perfect. <laughs> so, Perfect for this show. <laughs> which is funny because I'm, I'm, I'm a kind of a, a slender petite person <laughs> and, and not so much as I'm aging, but as I, when I was younger, when my husband and I first got together, mm-hmm. we would go to restaurants and um, I would order the steak and potatoes and he would order like a big salad with a side of salmon and never fail. They would always give him the steak right, yeah. and give me the salad. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, nope, that's for her. Yeah. Cause he's actually not a big meat eater. Um, and he, for many years went through uh, a period of not eating meat at all. Wow. So it's just, it's just funny. Right. Yeah. 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 The yeah. preconceptions, right. Yeah. And you kind of, when we were texting and stuff, you talked about, uh, the KC Kansas City barbecue taste and flavor. I get into that a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh. Yeah, so Kansas City has a ton of different barbecue restaurants, as mm-hmm. you can imagine, yes. right? Like they're known for barbecue, but they're also they're known for what I would say is a, is a smoked mar- barbecue and a smoked sweet barbecue. Mm-hmm. So when I think about like, there's lots of debates and arguments with family and friends about what's the best barbecue in town, right? Mm -hmm. So my my mom leans towards the the really the sweeter, more of like the brown sugar, honey, smoky barbecue sauce, and I myself lean towards a little bit of a a vinegary, um, kicky, still smoked sauce, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily as sweet. Yep. And so that's that's really uh, my favorite. But there's a lot of variety, as you can imagine. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all it all usually has that smoked that smoked flavor. So Smoky flavor. When you're driving sauce, through the yeah. city, and you're driving past some of the restaurants that have been there forever. I used to live um, downtown and would drive past a Gates, an original Gates, Gates barbecue yeah. restaurant. Yep. That's my favorite sauce. Is the Gates sauce? It's, mm-hmm. it's a vinegary. It's kind of a biting sauce. So it's certainly not everybody's favorite. Um, but man, you drive past that place and you just smell the smoke coming out and you just wanted to go order everything off the menu. Yeah. You know, that grill was probably hundreds of years old. I don't, it, it yeah. sure smelled and, like And you it, don't right? want to know when it's been cleaned, right? <laughs> no, I do not. No, no. That's what yeah. makes it taste good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And part of it was the experience too, because, uh, it was actually humorous. We would take people from out of town to Gates Barbecue mm-hmm. because they were known for, it was an interesting vibe inside the joint. It wasn't a fancy joint by yep. any means. You stand in a, in a line to order your food and it's like cafeteria style with a tray. You collect mm-hmm. it and then you go sit down. Well, but you'd go in and they, the people behind the counter are, are yelling at you. The moment you're walking in the door, you're not even up in line yet. And they're like, hi, how are you? How may I help you? And you're like immediately, like they want to know what you want to eat. Get, and if you don't know what you want, get to the back of the line, get the yeah, next person. They just want to right? like, move them through, right? Yeah. So it was always kind of... Um, uh, if you hadn't been there before, it was a little alarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you be be ready when you get in line, right? <laughs> you be ready for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a a friend up here in Calgary that uh, spent some time working down in Kansas City in the grain business, and uh, so he's talked about a few of the uh, a few of the spots that he used to go to. And Gates has come up, uh, so yeah, certainly What's been his favorite. I'm tra- oh, I'm trying to think. It's Bee's Backyard or something like that. Oh, ta- Bee's. That's yeah. 
Yeah, yeah Biggie's he, is good. Yeah. Arthur Bryant's is a staple uh, yeah, in Kansas City, uh, too. Yeah. Um, Jack Stacks is a really popular um, uh, barbecue place, too. It's kind of a nice, I say that's a nicer barbecue place. Yeah, that is. <laughs> um, but really good, super, yep. super good stuff, you know. Awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been at Edmonton now? This makes my third winter. Okay, so you're still fairly uh, fairly new. I'm still a newbie. Still new to what, uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what brought you north of the border? My husband's with the University of Alberta. Okay. So he came up here for grad school, and he oversees some research projects up in the Wood Buffalo region, so yeah, way okay. up north of Fort McMurray. Yeah. Um, so it does a lot of a field work, uh, but yeah, that's what originally brought us here. And for the first the first year he was here, myself and um, our first child uh, lived in Kansas City still, and just mm-hmm. traveled back and forth. We just kind of lived in we literally had two households, and yeah. you know lived in two worlds for a while. Yeah. I traveled a lot for my job anyway, my U.S. employer, and so it really didn't matter like where I was traveling from. Um, and then my second child, my daughter, was born here in Canada okay. in 2017, and that's when I uh, uh, official. That's when me and the kids officially moved right. moved here um, for her to be born here. And I found employment here and gave up my travel job because, you know, uh, two kids under the age of three mm-hmm. is a lot. It is, yep, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, minor teenagers now, so it's all. I'm on a whole different. Uh, end of that spectrum it's uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i won't say it gets Not easier that it gets easier no it's yeah, just it's yeah. different it's just different, different yeah. yeah different yeah. uh different challenges and uh yeah tomorrow mm-hmm. is my oldest son's uh or my oldest child he's my son uh his fifth birthday oh wow yeah so yeah 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 that's good times yeah it is uh back to back to the barbecue kind of some of your favorite things that uh you like getting into yeah, for eating and yeah that. Well, I'm actually getting ready to, tonight, uh, marinate some brisket mm, to nice. do some smoked Kansas City-style brisket. Um, I don't have a smoker, so when I when I came on here and told you, I was like, I'm not the professional barbecue <laughs> cooker. I am not. Yep. I always had my friends that had the smokers to do all that work, but... Mm. um. So, but my mom has always made brisket traditionally um, by marinating it overnight and slow cooking it in the oven. Okay. For like five or six hours, and then chilling it again. Uh, letting it sit again in those juices mm-hmm. and then warming it up and cutting it. So I'm getting ready to do that for for our weekend treat, kind of for my son's birthday and also for our Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, Kansas City and the big Kansas uh, City yeah. Chiefs in the Super in Bowl. The game, so, yep. Yeah, we're we're uh, have a good little family gathering. Uh, that'll be know, good. Yeah, here in Edmonton. Yes, <laughs> with our barbecue uh, yep. and our beans and our potato salad oh. and all that good stuff and yep. my Gates barbecue sauce. Every time I go home, I. I have to bring me my my Gates barbecue sauce, and we actually bring. Um, it's it's funny because we talk about barbecue, we love it, mm. and and I cook it here and I eat it, and so I usually bring a variety of barbecue sauces back yeah. home with me up here to so friends can sample different styles. For right? sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so marinating the brisket, what do you marinate it in? Uh, so I totally cheat. This is my mom's recipe, and she's 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 a total cheater. <laughs> so she gets uh, a bottle of liquid smoke right mm-hmm. from the grocery store. Yep. So you, you put bottle liquid smoke over it, but then you you do like an entire bottle of um, uh, barbecue sauce, um, some Worcestershire sauce, like you know, like mm-hmm. vinegars, things that, that can really soak up the salts. Yep. And uh, you literally let it soak like all night, okay. and then you just slow cook it. Um, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, five or six hours. Uh, it depends on what size the brisket is. Sure, right? of course, yeah. So yeah, so you just slow, so I'll slow cook it all day tomorrow, and then um, 
then you have that, so it kind of boils down all those juices and all that yeah. salt and sauce into the meat, and it's really, really delicious. Nice. Now, Kansas yeah. City's kind of with briskets kind of known for the burnt ends, correct? Mm-hmm. So is That's that true. when you cut it up, is that what you're doing, or are you doing more traditional slicing and... You know, I've done it both ways. Yeah. So it kind of depends on um, if I end up overcooking it a little bit or not. <laughs> it becomes burnt ends, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Yep. Yeah. No, that uh, Kansas City certainly on my list of places I uh, I, I want to get to to sample some of the, the barbecue. I've been lucky enough to spend some time down in Texas and hit up yeah. some of the big uh, well-known places there. But uh, Certainly, there's a lot of different regions and different flavors, kind of the stuff you've talked about with Kansas City. It's completely different than what you get in Texas, right? So, Totally. Yeah, yeah. Like it depends on the region of the, um, you know, the states or the, the Midwest mm. area, even down south, like what kind of flavor you're going to get. Yeah. My, um, my husband's birthday is in July, and every year for his uh, birthday, we'd have a big outdoor party with friends, um, and we, I, I would pay one of my friends to smoke some ribs because he, nice. it's like a two day process, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. They were to die for. I yeah. still miss those ribs. Yeah. Oh, they're delicious. Oh, you got to find out what he's doing and find somebody up there. Uh, oh, I know. And, and he's yeah. told me how he does it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, but you know, I work. don't have the smoker and, and it, it's like a two day process, yeah. right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, someday, someday I'll get uh, braver and try it on my own, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I know lots of people in Edmonton with smokers, so I can uh, yeah. hook you up with somebody that I'm sure would ha- be happy to do that for you. So, Well, that's part of the reason I was excited to talk to you. To yes. hear what's your favorite barbecue in Edmonton? Uh, in Edmonton, probably meat. It's good. Just off of White Ave. Yep, been there. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, Smokehouse, uh, I know there you've shut down their restaurant, and he's kind of doing takeout out of the German Cultural Center or something now. He did a pretty good job as well, but meets, uh, you know, a little bit of a different style, right? More sit down table service place, but, uh, the food is, is excellent for sure. So, yeah, that, um, I would say that that's pretty comparable to the flavor of, okay. of Kansas city, uh, meat. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, thoughts, I guess your thoughts on Alberta barbecue. What have you kind of experienced since you've been up here? Well, I haven't experienced a ton. That's why yeah. I was excited <laughs> to hear about like where your favorites were all over mm-hmm. all over the province. Yep. Um, but I have been to meet. I'm trying to think of where else we've been for barbecue because there was another place I thought. Um, yeah, there's uh, yeah, Mem- Memphis Blues has a few locations in Edmonton. It's haven't a been there. yeah, it's a chain out of uh, I think they're based out of BC. Mm. Uh, they've got three or four locations in around Edmonton. Oh, you know who ha- actually? Um, there was a, a a Greek restaurant okay. that, that has some really amazing, like smoked dry rub ribs that okay. I really liked, and and that was one of the first places I had ribs here. Yep. And I was like, oh my gosh, kind of, you know, ha- had a little bit of the flavor of home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 There's a couple of guys I know in, up in Edmonton, Alberta Barbecue Collective. It's called. And they are doing, it's pre-cooked stuff and it's frozen and you take it home and heat it up. It's uh, so something for you to check out. Uh, they Ooh, do yes, ri- ribs, and, ribs and brisket and uh, sides and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a couple of good guys, Jared and Matt over there. So That's funny. My, my neighbors are um, Indian, but she loves to cook like all kinds of food. And she, her son loves ribs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she actually does, um, does the slow cook steam uh, in her oven with ribs yeah. and um she had 
uh, we've had dinner with her a few times and they're delicious. Yeah. And she actually tried to uh, imitate a Kansas City barbecue sauce. Like oh. she looked up like, you know, what oh. was the traditional Kansas City barbecue sauce and she made it from yep. scratch. And oh, that's awfully that nice. Yeah, yeah, it's very yep. fun. Yep. Very fun. Awesome. Let's uh, talk about your uh, podcast a little bit. Life with dementia. Tell uh, tell the Ooh. folks about uh, about that. <laughs> well, you know, I I have a personal passion for people living with that diagnosis because um, I have a high genetic risk of Alzheimer's disease. Mm. So I've experienced it with uh, several grandparents yep. um, and other extended family members, um, and. I accidentally fell into the line of work, working in like long-term care and supported living environments, doing recreational therapy in okay. those residential settings with uh, residents who live there. And I just like really, really enjoyed it mm -hmm. and recognized early on that people living with that diagnosis were like kind of stuck behind a wall. It was mm -hmm. like, it was just like it, that, that disease is just a big barrier. That's all it is. Right. Yep. And, um, and so I just, uh, right now, why do I do that podcast? It's to, it's to help uh, reduce the stigma and the fears around that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it, it's not a beautiful thing to live with. Like, it's, it's not pretty. Yeah. Like, we can all know that, right? But yeah. cancer isn't pretty either. And that doesn't mean that you can't still have a enjoyable, um, happy life with your family, mm -hmm. even when you're dealing with these horrible diagnoses. Mm -hmm. And um and the trick with dementia too, or not the trick, but the the, the piece is, is that it's um, it's becoming more common. Yes, you know, it's becoming yeah. more commonly diagnosed, and our methodology for how we treat that diagnosis is so old school, medical and clinical. Mm. Okay, and uh, it, it, there is no cure for Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, um, and of course there are certain types of dementias that aren't progressive or even are reversible, but like your your traditional Alzheimer's disease, dementia is a progressive illness, and there is no cure. Right. So to treat it from a purely medical, clinical kind of model for something that doesn't like doesn't even respond to that, frankly, mm. like what are other ways that we can approach living a life with dementia that improves my quality of life if I live with that diagnosis and improves the quality of life for my family and my friends who are right. surrounding me? Yep. So honestly, like the goal of the podcast is just to talk about talk about it more. Mm -hmm. Like I interview scientists, I interview doctors, I interview researchers. Uh, there's people, families yep. living with the diagnosis. So lived experience is a huge piece of that. Um, but the, I think the more we talk about it from all of those different angles and bring it down into everyday conversation, the, the less fear there is about around it. Mm -hmm. And so therefore we can come up with better strategies for living with it. Right. Like just everyday practical strategies that will help me enjoy my life when I am living with that diagnosis down the road. Cause that's a very high risk for me. Right. Um, and, and I don't want it to be a, a horribly sad, burdensome thing for my family to go through. Mm -hmm. And there are better ways yeah. to treat that diagnosis. So anyway, yeah. that's, that's why I do that podcast to bring, to bring a, a different lens and a frame uh, of hope um, that you can live a life well with dementia. I've mm -hmm. recently just included um, a co-host uh, with me on the podcast. His name is Roger Marple, and he's living with early okay. onset Alzheimer's, um, early onset dementia. Mm -hmm. And so you have the the voice of someone living with that diagnosis who is mm -hmm. helping me interview people, wow. right? And yep. so it's just a t like to bring that frame 
into light for people to see and hear and recognize that, hey, you know, you can live well with dementia. Mm -hmm. And not only that, you can impact like the future of where we're headed Mm -hmm. just by talking about it. Yeah. Just by talking about it. Now, do you look into, and I've read some things about uh, more preventative measures that uh, people can take, you know, beforehand, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Diet and different things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of get into any of that sort of things? I do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not like religious about it by any means. <laughs> I still have my, my junk food and, yep. uh, you know, my, my weakness for a windy spicy chicken sandwich upon occasion, mm-hmm. total processed food. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I, um, I know, and I firmly believe in, in those types of things that do reduce your risk. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my husband, my partner also lives with, um, a cognitive impairment from, from brain trauma and encephalitis. And it took a long time for him to sort of, uh, oof, I don't even know how to say this, but it, 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 I, I, watching his, his attempt at recovering and reclaiming his health and especially his cognitive health, I got to see how diet mm-hmm. and lifestyle and sleep and all of those things yep. really impact your cognitive health. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's also super exciting to see science confirming that and validating that right in the yep. research um, that no, 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 you can actually push back against your genes, against your genetic mm-hmm. predispositions and, um, and reduce the impact that that risk has on you. Yeah. Right. So it's, that's really exciting, especially for me as someone who lives with that um, high risk in my family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I, I do try and um, Really, it's that overall sense of health and wellness, like yeah. just maintaining your overall sense of health and wellness. So it's not just about diet and exercise, which I've never been great about either, frankly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's about like, how how are you maintaining your mental health? It affects your physical health. Mm-hmm. You know, how is your sleep pattern? Sleep is actually the most crucial, like number one thing that impacts your mm-hmm. risk of dementia and cognitive health, because when you sleep, your body, that's when your brain cleans itself. Right. That's when it, you know, can can rewire, rework, redo its gig. And so if you're not getting good, restful sleep at mm-hmm. night, whether you have a genetic predisposition for Alzheimer's disease or dementia or anything, like you're still increasing your risk yeah. of memory memory loss down the road. Mm-hmm. Your brain is is not as healthy as it could be. Right. right? Well, interesting. So, yeah. So sleep, number one. And I've always been a problem that has struggled with sleep. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's actually one of the number one areas that I've tried to be more conscious about making changes in, in my life in the last, you know, 10 years is creating better healthy habits that end up promoting more restful sleep for myself. Yeah. Sometimes I achieve that and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Can only, Especially uh, with two kids at home. Yes. Yeah. Young ones. It uh, yeah, makes it uh, yeah. makes that a little challenging for sure. Mm-hmm. And kind of looking at your website, it looks like the podcast is part of a larger platform uh you're yeah. doing some other stuff right so yes yeah so the the podcast is actually a, a project uh side pro- i don't know if it's a side project but it's it is related to another organization that i'm a part of called the dementia association for awareness and support mm-hmm. and it is a small nonprofit that um is designed around the podcast project mm-hmm. and around another um project called tusk which is a technology platform. Okay. And, and that is designed to try and support families um, and friends, caregivers who are helping people living with dementia mm-hmm. 
when you go through that diagnosis with someone, um, there's just a lot of things that occur that become life-changing and you do end up needing for many families, a lot of additional services mm-hmm. and resources yep. to make that process easier. Um, but it's, it can be overwhelming to know where to turn. And so the, the initial, Oh, what's the word? The initial, I don't know, the starting point for Tusk as as a technology platform Mm -hmm. really was born out of a personal experience of one of my partners on this project. Her name is Heather Barnhouse, and Mm -hmm. she was a family caregiver of a stepfather living with dementia, Alzheimer's disease, and was observing how that diagnosis was directly impacting her mother's health. Mm -hmm. And then her mother had a health crisis in the middle of dealing with that, her own health crisis. So then Heather's like front and center primary caregiver to both of these people mm-hmm. and is like, I don't even know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. And you have everything flying at you, you know? Yep. And so that's what, and she realized that there was, there was a gap in services in the system in the sense of that, like she wanted to create an opportunity to have a tool that could help guide you through this process that um, in her case was a progressive diagnosis of dementia with mm-hmm. her stepfather. So knowing that it's going to progress, yep. what are the services I might need along the way? How can I easily connect with them? You know, what is the cost? Where right. is it at? You know, like all of that stuff. She And that that was the inspiration okay. behind creating Tusk, which was is now a dementia caregiver resource and a technology platform. Awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and it's an early, it's, it's in early stages. It's not in its earliest form, yep. uh, but um, you know, it, it's going to go through a lot of more development based directly from user input, right. Mm-hmm. Of using it and saying, Hmm, I wish, I wish we could do this with it, or I wish I could be supported sure. in this way or, you know, whatever that may look like. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let it grow uh, as you get more information and users. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, wonderful to see uh, you guys doing this, uh, you know, very important work. It's uh, something that uh, I've been touched by. We lost my grandmother last spring to uh, dementia. So it's, uh, yeah, certainly something that uh, hits home for me. So I appreciate uh, you doing this. So Absolutely, yeah. But to wrap up, where can folks uh, find the podcast and uh, all that good stuff? Social media, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, you can you can find the podcast on any podcast platform. Mm-hmm. So you know your Spotify, your Apple, your Google, like whatever it is you want to listen to. It's mm-hmm. it's on all those platforms. Just life with dementia. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to know more about the podcast and and uh, the Tusk project that I was mentioning, because they are looped together under uh, the umbrella organization called Dementia Association. All right. So if you just type in DementiaAssociation.ca, that goes to our central website, and, and you can read more about the podcast. You can read more about Tusk, uh, the technology platform. Um, oh, and, and you can also just go to lifewiththementiapodcast.com right. just to access like the library of podcast episodes. So, you know, there's there's different avenues, but sure. I, I do hope that it's bringing a sense of hope um, mm. to people who listen. Yeah. And how often is that coming out? It comes out once a month. Once a once month. A month right. And it's usually on the second Tuesday of the month. All right. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, finish on kind of a more a happier note, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Last question I ask everybody: It's uh, it's dinner time. You got the got the grill fired up or something? Maybe what's uh, what's the go to meal for you? Mm. Go to meal with a grill. 
go-to meal with the grill for me is steak. Nice. Because it cooks quick. Like, you don't, you know, there's, and um, I love a good steak. Yep. Can't yep. go wrong. Can't go wrong Can't with that. Can't go wrong. Yep. No. Well, Jonah, Jonah, thank you so much for uh, coming on. I really appreciate it, and great. To, Thanks for having me. Great to talk some Kansas City barbecue with you, and uh, that's awesome. So we'll uh, All right. look forward to uh, maybe meeting up with you once uh, when I get up to Edmonton one of these days when we're allowed to travel again. And I know, yeah, well, I would love that. Yeah, that'd all be that great. good stuff. So. Yeah. All right, take care. Awesome. Thank you so much. Big thanks to Jonna for coming on the show this week. It was great to hear about her experiences with Kansas City barbecue and also her podcast, which covers an important topic that I have been personally touched by, as I'm sure many of you have been as well. Give it a listen. It's the third week of the month, friends, and that means it is time for the Competition Barbecue segment, which is brought to you by Career Essentials, a new podcast from techlifetoday.ca and Nate. Career Essentials offers real-world advice and insight into different careers and career paths. Discover perspectives, tools, and tips essential to your career growth and success. Co-host Brian Allery shares more about what to expect from this podcast. I fought fires in Australia in 2009, and I just happened to be there when there's an eight-year drought going on, and there's record-breaking temperatures, and a few thousand fires started in one day. In the town that I was in, 34 people died, so that was a pretty scary time. I love Anthony Bourdain. I read Kitchen Confidential, it got me into cooking. I thought, this is rock and roll, this is cool. Anthony Bourdain was a failed chef, and the things he did and romanticized led him to ruin. People get lost in that message. If I, a young business owner who owns a cafe in a small town, can make time for mental health in my business and to help educate our guests and our peers, then what's stopping larger groups of restaurants and better chefs than me from doing it in theirs? Introducing Career Essentials, a new podcast from Tech Life Today and Nate. Career Essentials offers real-world advice and insight into different careers and career paths. We feature the stories and experiences of Nate alumni with lessons for everyone. Whether you're just starting out or further along your career journey, each episode will give you perspectives, tools, and tips that are essential to growth and success. And who knows, we might even inspire you to pursue a completely new career path for professional and personal satisfaction. Career Essentials is created and hosted by the team at techlifetoday.ca, Nate's online magazine. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find Career Essentials on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it at techlifetoday.ca forward slash podcast. Well, the competition segment's going to be a bit of a short one here this week. I uh, have something exciting coming up shortly. Uh, going to be joined by some folks from Texas to talk about uh, some upheaval and change in the competition barbecue scene down there. But we'll have to get that in next week and also, uh, sorry, next month on the competition barbecue segment. And also going to be having uh, an interview with them. So watch for that coming very soon. Uh, some exciting things happening down in Texas with a uh, brand new sanctioning body coming up. So really all I got to talk about this week for the competition segment is competition here in Canada. As uh, you may know, last year we only had one competition in Canada. That was a KCBS-sanctioned event. Uh, That was here in Calgary, or actually just outside Calgary in Didsbury, the barbecue on the bow. And uh, I know we're working hard. I'm on the board of that. Society and working hard to put something together again for this year. But in the meantime, 
our friends up in Edmonton have announced and uh, sold out, basically, registration for Porkapalooza. It's going uh, the last weekend of May at a campground, so a very similar-looking model to what we did with Barbecue on the Bow. Uh, so, looks like uh, quite a field registered for Porkapalooza. Most of the big names here in Western Canada look like they're going to be out there cooking that weekend, and I am hoping to make my way out there. So I'm going to put this out right now. If there is anyone coming out to Porkapalooza this year that is looking for a pit hand, a helping hand, uh, somebody to wash dishes, whatever, give me a call, touch base. Uh, would love to uh, hook up with somebody and uh, get a little competition experience under my belt. So that is it for the competition segment this week, folks. Tune in next week for Ryan's Soapbox. Thank you to my guests this week, John Allowther, host of Life with Dementia podcast here on the Alberta Podcast Network. Be sure to check the show notes for links on where to find her very important podcast. Some of the COVID lockdown restrictions here in Alberta have been eased up a little, and restaurants are now allowed to offer limited seating for dine-in. My daughter Jillian and I were out this past Saturday afternoon and stopped in to see the folks at Prairie Dog Brewing here in Calgary for some lunch. It was a little weird actually sitting down in a restaurant to eat for the first time in months. Keep your eyes open to see where what your local barbecue joints are doing and wherever you are, here in Alberta or elsewhere, get out there and support them in whatever way you're comfortable and able. And whatever you're doing and wherever you're going, stay safe and wear your masks. The Eat More Barbecue Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. This week's network shout-out goes to Press Start to Join. Join hosts Josh and Alan on this weekly show as they discuss video games, TV, movies, comics, Star Wars, and more. Please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to Press Start to Join and all the other great shows on the network. That's a wrap, everybody. See y'all next week. Hey, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at EatMoreBarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is EatMoreBarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking.